Obvious my whatever I'm saying is not for and the dress to the all of my gram. All the satis that are present. And just a muzakara is not any was nasihat. Was nasihat is for me, I knew it. Just something that's coming to mind, nothing in particular was in mind, so I'm just thinking what to say and something comes to mind. Among our Akabir, the point that actually these people, the heights they reached is really when we take a glimpse from the biographies, that already seems such a ajeeb situation. Obviously, a biography can only just capture just a glimpse. Biography can't really capture the reality. The reality is beyond anybody's ability to capture in a book all these personalities. But yet that what we read is like sometimes you're reading about somebody in a different realm, couldn't have been in this world. <laughs> it's like so sometimes far from what we can think about. So that the thing, the question comes is that these people reach these great heights and in the kind of circumstances that they were in without the resources that we have nowadays, without all the other infrastructure that we possess and without the ease of the means of disseminating deen and so on, they were in a very, very difficult situation at that time. Despite all that, they reached a level that is hard for us to fathom also. So what is the key factor or what are the key factors that probably led to this? Allah knows best. This is something which nobody will be able to say with certainty that is this or that. The whole combination of things. One thing that is very prominent in all these people's lives. Allah, this is from the gleaning of the biographies and the whatever halat we hear about and so on. All of them had somebody above them who they were extremely committed to. So Sheikh Al-Hind, he was the student of Hadith, Magangoy, his murid as well. So every week he used to come from Deoban to Gango. In those days, it was a common thing. There was probably the poverty was a scarcity of resources was an issue. So there's long distances to this about. 16, 18 miles. So quite a distance. And they'd come by foot and return by foot. The common thing. And every week he used to do this, come by foot, go back by foot. So one day he came. It happened to be that time of the year when in Gango used to be that Urs. Now the Bid'at and Khurafat and everything would carry on there. It was a very common thing that used to happen and up to now probably that carries on that one bazaar so it just coincided with that day that he came so when he came now he's coming from that distance all the way from Deoban 
coming by foot. And he came came to the house of the Kabir Hamzadali. Kabir opened the door and he saw him, asked him, why did you come? He said, well, this is my mamul, I come all the time every week in this manner. He said, don't you know this horse is happening? But I didn't come for that. I came to visit you, which is my normal practice. Once a week I come. But when you were walking on the streets and coming, and this whole crowd was also coming, they were going in one place, but you were walking along the crowd. Didn't you think about it at that time? Man so I didn't come for that, but, but you came for whatever reason. You were adding to their numbers. So now you go immediately where you came back from. He's come that 14, 17 miles, whatever it is, by foot. So now he told him, you go back now. So he turned to leave. Now he's come from such a distance. And from the door, he's being told to leave. So he took a U-turn and he started returning. Now he himself was already a person of high caliber, so many students of his, etc. So somehow this message got around already that this is what has happened. As he is going, and now Hazrat told him, Abhi wapas jau. You go right away. So he's passing now. There's another student of his who's also in the area. The student comes and says, Look, this, you come from such a distance, and now you are going. At least just quickly have a quick meal. It won't take any extra time. Just come and have this quick meal, and then you carry on. But you've come, such, you must be hungry, you must be tired. So his response was, Go now, immediately. If I stop to have a few bites also, that Abhi I won't be fulfilling. I need to go right away because otherwise I won't be complying with whatever the instruction was. And he declined that invitation and he came straight back all the way to Gungo. Now, this was the the extent of that commitment to somebody above them. And this was without exception that every one of them had that same tartib in their lives that uh, they had somebody who was above them and they were committed to taking that direction, that advice, that guidance and it opened the way for them. And this this is something which Aziz Rahman Sahib the Mufti of Dalim Deoban, the first Mufti of Dalim Deoban, he suddenly, in the night, he's about to just go to sleep, and that one ishqal comes in his mind about the ayat of the Quran Sharif that, uh, So now, this aspect about Isa uh, Sawab and Sadaqah Jariya, so now this. How does this tie up? For that, at that moment, the tatbik didn't come in his mind. He couldn't take it that now I'm going to sleep the night, and this is an ayat of the Quran Sharif, and I'm going to sleep with this confusion in my mind. I need to make hal of this immediately. He walked to Gango and made it in time for Fajr Salah. So he walked the whole night. Fajr time, Gango sees him. You hear what you hear for? This is my this, thought came in my mind and this question came and I couldn't make the tatbik. I felt I can't let this be. I need to make hal of it immediately. So I left immediately and made it in time now for Fajr to come and ask you. So he immediately just 
what standing there? He just gave him the reply and the answer, what it refers to and where's the tadbik. And he performed his fajr sarah and walked back and came all the way to the world. Now, but the point was, he had a point of reference. And as soon as that ishkal came, one was that, okay, he felt something that he could make halof, open the kitabs, etc. But this was something at that moment, perhaps he thought, whatever was already there, which he had read, somehow wasn't yet fitting in his mind. So his point of reference was there. He immediately moved and immediately got hal, got the answer, and he came back. Now, apparently, Allah knows best, Allah alam, but these people reached where they reached among the key factors. Among the key factors was this. Number one, they had, they were not, uh, I can't remember whose words they were. They say that sometimes after becoming farir, after graduating from the madaris, so many students sometimes, they do not see the need to refer to their asatiza anymore. So, in Urdu now, he was explaining it. He said, oh, mustaq, he was quoting Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah. says, Bahut se talaba, mustaqil bizzat ho jate Feel they become independent. So now, on that word, mustaqil bizzat, he said, mein mustaqil badzat ho jate that independence actually leads to a person's deviation. So a person feels that, no, I don't need my satis, I, I, whatever I need to take from them is over, is done with. Now I can continue on my own steam. But that own steam is a very dangerous situation. And these people, mashallah, we see in their lives, uh, address as I mentioned earlier is from fellow students, that this was the commitment. That they had somebody, they maintained that. And they maintained it to that level of itaat, to that level of commitment. Kamut me to the letter. To the letter this needs to be adhered to. That became the means of the barkat in whatever they did. And it brought in that energy and that spiritual drive for whatever they then acquired. So this is a thing, mashallah, we have our satiza here. We have those who we've learned from. Some of us are probably still studying. We will move on someday. But that link must never stop. That link must continue. That is the key. That is what will keep things going forward. And as soon as sometimes it appears that, well, I'm fine. Uh, I can continue on my own accord. It's like a light bulb thinking that it will keep shining without being connected to the DB. So now it feels that I am, everybody sitting under me, sitting under me, the light is here, the DB is hidden somewhere, you can't even see it, why should I continue being connected to the DB? So as soon as it cuts its connection off, that light will still be where it is, but the, it won't be, that bulb will be where it is, but there will be no light under it. So it will be there, it might be an ornament, it might be a very fancy bulb, maybe a chandelier also, it will embire the chandelier, but light Light will require the connection with the DB. And that's where the current will come from. So that's how it works. That's how it has always been. And to the extent that we keep this connection, keep this taluk. Those who maintain this, Allah Ta'ala, they're inspired via that same means. Via that same means, the means of moving forward. So this was one point. As mentioned right at the beginning, there's no was on the sihat. This is just some muzakara. This was one point just to bear in mind something that then another thing is that mashallah we all would 
someday get into various khidmat of deen, Allah Ta'ala accepts one and all. Those who have really benefited the ummah, Look at right from the time of our Kabir and up to this day. The benefit again wasn't dependent on resources to the extent that it wasn't dependent. We're not saying it's not uh, something to use or something to even try and uh, better. It wasn't even dependent on the capabilities of delivery. For example, being able to speak in a very eloquent manner or being able to write in a very prolific manner. MashaAllah, that's, that's something which is in itself matloob also. That Musa Salam requested or made the, put the, forward the request for Harun Salam who afsahu minni lisana. So that fasahat is something also matloob. But it's not matloob on a primary level. It's an aid. So, when the primary things are in place, this will be of a great help. If the primary thing is missing, then this won't itself acquire the what is the purpose, what's the object and end result. So, now the issue is what is that primary thing? So, the thing that's the primary issue, right from the time of, well, ever since, right till this day, if you look at the lives of everybody, what brought about that end result was the strength of Ruhaniyat. Strength of Ruhaniyat is what brought about the end result. Hazrat Mufti Mahmoud Sahib Rahmatullahi he used to advise Satiza, etc. students. So normally advising this, one of the things he used to say is that Bacho ke kaan hamare alfaz sunenge that the, whoever we're teaching, our students, tomorrow we'll be teaching the maktab, whoever we'll be teaching. So the ears of the students will listen to our words and their hearts will receive what is in our heart. So this is the aspect of to build up this ruhaniyat. And this is not something that's a very, very uh, complicated thing. Sometimes in a very simple way, we see how this ruhaniyat does his job. There's one incident which somebody mentioned to me just recently, very recently, which happened in one of the maktabs in Durban. One uh, child came in for the first day, seven years old or something, for the first day of Madrasa he came in. He's seven years old and on the first day he hit one child in such a manner uh, this fellow who came in for the first day, he hit another child in the mother's side in such a manner, he, he left him bleeding. A small little fellow, seven-year-old, how he punched him, whatever he did, Allah knows. In any case, they sorted that matter out on the first day. By the third day, they, now the two classes are in that maktab, there's a wooden partition. He drove one another child through that partition from one class to the other. Sure. Now, but that second incident happened, that on our part, teachers there, she phoned the supervisor that I can't handle this child. There's no way that this mother is going to function as long as this child is here. He must be out now. And I'm, everything is on hold till the supervisor comes now to sort this out. So the supervisor left whatever he was doing and he came to now sort out this problem. Now the major story, the whole mother is on hold 
because of this one seven-year-old kid. So he got there, heard whatever the stories are, it was obviously serious. So now tried to phone the parent, couldn't get hold of the father, finally got hold of the mother, the mother's number was already there on the form, admission form. So they managed to get hold of the mother, the mother was not living, the child wasn't from far off, she come walking to the mother's side actually. So the mother too wasn't too far off, so they told her, look, you have to come right now because it's a serious story. The mother finally came. The mother came and the situation was put to her that, look, we can't keep this kid. Unfortunately, it's beyond us. Already one child got bashed up the first day, this is the third day. And now this whole partition is, child is going through, just lucky nothing, see this happen to the child. Now the mother started crying. Mother is crying. See what's about the problem now, but the thing is now we can't keep the child. Say, well, what do I tell me what to do? This child, the school already expelled him already. He was just admitted to school, primary school. Whatever he did there, that same morning that principal had called her to say, Take your child away, we're not keeping him. He said, Look, we sympathize with you, but we can't keep him also. Now, all this discussion is happening that Appa is there. The Appa of the class next door is probably overhearing this. Maldima came. And she is telling the Maldima of this class and the supervisor is there also. He said, look, whatever it is, I don't think it's the right thing. The child has come to Madrasa and we send him away. I don't think it's the right thing to do. So this class, Maldima said to her that, look, if you are so interested in keeping him, then you swap, swap the classes. You take this class and I'll take your class. Because you want to keep him. There's no way I can handle him. You want to keep him, you keep him. So she said, very well, no problem. They'll swap the classes. Now it was just the beginning of the year now, so everything is still just taking off. Now, this incident happened a while ago. I was I just heard about it now only. She so said, fine, we'll swap the classes. So that decision was taken, that fine, okay, the child can stay. This Appa is going to look after him. That mother was there, that Maldiva took the mother aside, sat her, sat her down. And then she said to her that look, we're going to work on this child together. Both of us are going to work on this child and inshallah he'll come right. But now we are both going to have to do some things. Now this is the point that was we were talking about this aspect of Ruhaniyat. Now this is a Malima lady is now, she is taking on this challenge. And now it's a challenge where generally forget women, men also will wash their hands off. This is out of our control. He said, look, we're going to do this together, but what are you going to do? Okay, there's several things we're going to have to do. Now she started off giving her the list of things to do. Number one, you're going to wake up for tahajjud, and I'm going to wake up for tahajjud also. Yeah. Both of us are going to make dua for him same time. And I will phone you every night at tahajjud time to make sure you're awake. You to make dua at that time, and I'll make dua at that time too. Now that was the starting point, that we both make dua for him at tahajjud. Then the second thing she gave her, copy of Fazail Amal, you make sure you sit with him daily, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you read to him. The third thing, she mentioned something on making him read some Duru Sharif, etc. And among the things also, she told him something about some child psychologist to take him there as well. But these were the main things that she advised. In any case, the mother went off, this child was left there, and now Time went past, the supervisor left and went away from there because now this was taken care of, so he didn't then wait to see what's the outcome because they took it on. So fine, he left and went away. 
eventually about six months later he well, in between he was coming and going but uh, he could already see the clear change that prior to that in the initial stages when he would come this fellow would be still walking around running around sometimes making some noises and whatever but he was clearly seeing the change in this child over time and towards the latter part of those six months says that uh, he would any time he walked in this child was sitting doing his work very very uh, like in a dedicated manner it happened that one day when he got there now this is six months later that Maldimaya decided to give all the children a treat so she bought them some burgers or something whatever the issue was Allah Allah. so some one other child all seven years old eight year old children so one child is saying to the that Maldimaya that Apa you bought us burgers you didn't buy us cold drink how you did that so now the whole class is there this child who was the right off so he is from his place responding and he's replying to this child who made this comment saying that's being very ungrateful you should be thanking the upper for what she gave us not asking her for what she didn't give us now in six months from a right off and he is the one now giving the direction he is the one that is leading in the path of the righteousness and the and the shukr but now this was the and the started starting point was that you're know, going to have to work on this child but we'll work on him by first drawing from the treasures of Allah that Ruhaniyat that turned the whole heart that changed the situation so this is that strength this is that and in terms of other resources if you look at on a general note on a general scale the forces of Batil out there and those who are working for Haq. So those who are working for Haq in whichever format it might be, whether it's in the form of the Madaris or Dawat and Tabdeer or whichever format of the effort of Haq that it is, compared to the Batil forces, there's no comparison in terms of the resources, in terms of manpower, in terms of numbers, in terms of unlimited wealth that they can spend there's no budgets that they have so there's no way that this can match up to that but there's something that they are zero and here there's a potential for tremendous rohaniyati is obviously there's nothing, there's no, no question of it it's only the strength of rohaniyat that can overcome all this nothing else otherwise if it's going to be just purely maddiyat and maddiyat, materialism material things on both sides he said, no chance. But, if, for example, just to take the example of one person with a stammer in his voice, very weak, physically, without much, uh, a very one simple person, okay, he was an alim of high caliber, but not that uh, at that time there were any great personalities, so he wasn't somebody very, very much known as well. But if you analyze it, he created a revolution in the whole world. One person started off with something, created a revolution throughout the world. That's what the sum total of it is. Now, without the resources, without anything, how it happened? It happened only on that level of that Ruhaniyat. 
So that is the aspect to develop and to work on to the extent that this ruhaniyat is developed, to the extent that this inner strength is gained. Gaining this inner strength again comes back to the same first point. To the extent that we have somebody to guide us, somebody to take the direction from, somebody who will guide us past the pitfalls. Otherwise it's a very, very sensitive thing. Sometimes a person may be confused between what is Takabbur and what is Izzat and Nafs? Izzat and Nafs is something necessary that a person should not deliberately humiliate and degrade himself. And Takabbur is haram. Sometimes it becomes mixed up, it becomes confused. The line is so fine in between. Sometimes he might think it is Tawazu, whereas it is Tazlil. And sometimes he might think, no, no, this I must not do because this will be tazlil, whereas that's what tawazu required. It's a very fine line. And without somebody being there to guide him, he can sometimes make some blunders, which can become very costly, very, very uh, a problem for him. And to then undo things becomes a very difficult thing. So this has always been the means and the way, the path, always been the procedure that in the light of somebody's guidance, these people tra- traversed the path, they took the direction and they were committed in that manner. And with that commitment, they then moved on, that itaat, that opened the way for them. This is the same prescription, they say there's no need to reinvent the wheel, because the wheel has been turning, it's been turning people, <coughs> taking people from point A to point B from ages, so now a person tries to reinvent the wheel, it's not going to serve any purpose. It's a matter of now just taking the same prescription and moving on. So this is what we need to work on. We need to inspire, mashallah, our satis are here. We need to attach ourselves, link ourselves to those who we find that munasabat with, those we find that compatibility with. Take the direction, take the guidance. And in the light of that guidance, inshallah, we'll see how things will become easy for us. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq, give me the tawfiq and all of us the tawfiq. Mm-hmm.